Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And I realized that, you know, when I was growing up, a lot of the, I think the reasons why, you know, maybe I didn't change was because I was afraid of that, of that pain or of that unfamiliarity or of that uncertainty. And when I look back to it, you know, I remember sticking to, you know, in times of pain, sticking to, you know, things that gave me comfort. For me, growing up, I never really got into, you know, drugs or alcohol. But when I look at, you know, sort of my drug of choice, it was definitely food, video games, uh, the internet, things along those lines. Welcome to Cleaning Up the Mental Mess, a podcast where each week I discuss practical, simple, and scientifically backed ways to help you take back control of your mental health and to help others and ultimately live your happiest life. I'm your host, Dr. Caroline Leaf. In this episode, I'm going to cover how to protect your mental health as an entrepreneur. Now, this episode is not just for those who have started a business or are looking to start one. This episode covers things like overcoming social anxiety, making choices when it feels like everything is just going wrong. This is for everyone, whether you're in a traditional job, whether you're a parent, a teacher, a life coach, starting your own business, it's for everyone. Being an entrepreneur and being different is hard and often very lonely. There is also a major burnout epidemic currently going on. As someone who started my own company, I know firsthand how hard it can be to face the challenges of running your own company, and sometimes I saw my mental health suffer as a result. Joining me today to discuss all these really important concepts around managing mental health, being in business, being busy, being alive today, and dealing with things like social anxiety is Mark Metry, a serial entrepreneur and host of the very popular podcast, Humans 2.0. I was interviewed on this recently. If anyone can share some advice on how to do entrepreneurship correctly and manage the mental health challenges that got him there in the first place, Mark is the person. We also discuss how he manages his mental health despite multiple setbacks and challenges in his early life. Just before we start, I want to thank all of you again who have left a review. I love reading your reviews. And for those of you that have subscribed to this podcast and that are sharing it with friends and family, thank you. I'm thrilled that it's helping you and give me more feedback. Your reviews really help me improve each episode so that I can help you more. And I just love seeing what you guys are learning and, and how it's helping you. It's so encouraging and so exciting. Last note before we begin, this interview was done via Skype, so the audio quality may be a little scratchy in some areas. Okay, let's start. Welcome, Mark. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast today. Why don't we start with you introducing yourself and telling us a little of your fantastic story? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, such an honor to be on this podcast. And, you know, for me, I'm Mark Metry. Grew up in uh, Boston, Massachusetts, East Coast of the United States. I came, um, you know, I'm the son of two, uh, you know, first generation immigrants from Egypt. Um, and, you know, today what I do is very, very different from what I used to do. Today I host uh, a podcast called Humans 2.0 that is ranked around the world and in every country in the top 100 under uh, mental health and self improvement and that kind of category. Recently, I um, was invited to star in an Amazon Prime docu-series uh, TV thing called The Social Movement. And, you know, really for me, you know, I, I run different kinds of businesses. I speak a lot. I'm just really doing everything I can to, you know, effectively kind of just spread this message. And, you know, this message that I, you know, really tried the opposite uh, to do throughout my entire life. You know, I spent the first 18 years of my life, you know, trying to hide from the world every day that, you know, I really struggled talking with people. I had very severe social anxiety and, you know, I didn't want anybody to, you know, know my name or, or anything of, the, of that sort. And I was always try to hide it away. But today, you know, that's literally all I do um, on a, you know, 24 seven basis. Yeah. You're exposed. You're, you, you basically opened up your, your yourself to the world and helping people which is the opposite of what you used to do in fact you have a, a mark i mean it's incredible what you've done and achieved it's really impressive there's a there's a quote that i wanted that i pulled from your web page and i just wanted to read that to you and and just ask you to, to walk us through it because it's just it really highlights where you've come from so it's the one that says despite my craftiness and entrepreneurial tendencies i was labeled as a shy kid and decided to choose fear and not my real potential throughout most of my life. I built up a fair bit of social anxiety, which placed boundaries and prevented me from living the life I actually wanted to live. I tell you, that really stood out to me, and I would love to just have you talk about that. And you just started just before I read it, so take that a little deeper. Yeah, absolutely. So personally for me, you know, when I kind of think back to my life. You know, I remember, you know, my childhood was, uh, you know, very simple, but for the most part, I was just kind of a, um, you know, happy kid. I had great parents, you know, they worked really hard, had a, you know, kind of great sort of family dynamic. Again, very simple. My, you know, we kept on moving around to different apartment buildings and whatnot. But the matter of the fact is, is, you know, I remember as a kid, I would just do cool things, like in terms of, you know, I would, I would go to the newspaper and I'd, I'd cut out different baseball figures and then I would take them and glue them together to other pieces of paper to kind of emulate real baseball cards and then I would sell those I won like a like a drawing competition when I was in the second grade and end up going on like my local television just you know a ton of different things like that for me a series of different things happened in my life you know that ultimately it ended up me to shift which was you know I ended up moving to you know, outside of the place that we were growing up in, ended up moving to a town outside of the city, a very small town, 5,000 people. And a lot of people in that town, there was, you know, there was basically no racial diversity whatsoever. So, you know, I sort of ended up going up to a school where, you know, nobody physically looked like me at all. Maybe me and like another family in the entire town uh, that was different. And so, you know, I definitely had my fair share of, um, you know, things like racism and, and bullying and whatnot. 
And, um, you know, also I began to develop, uh, you know, different kinds of health issues that, uh, you know, some people may classify kind of in the autoimmune uh, category of um, things like uh, uh, asthma issues with uh, my gut, uh, my skin, different things along those lines. And, um, you know, I just sort of remember, you know, one thing adding on top of the other and really just kind of just re- just retracted from the world. I was just like, all right, I'm, you know, this is, this is too difficult. I don't have any energy. You know, nobody wants to talk to me. And so slowly I sort of began to put this mask around myself and, you know, my general mindset really went from just sort of, you know, any kind of, you know, room or or classroom I would walk into. My, my goal would just to, to be like to, to, you know, sit in the back of the class, you know, don't talk to anybody, look down, do the least amount of work, that's possible. That was kind of sort of the mental framework that I was living in uh, for a long time. And, and, you know, different, you know, different things happened as a result of that. For me, I remember, you know, when I ended up going off to college when I was 18, you know, that was a time where I just, I began to become conscious of it because, you know, up to that point, I didn't actually know I had anxiety or social anxiety, whatever you want to call it. I just thought, this was, you know, there's, this is me and, you know, there's something wrong with me and um, this is just the way that I am. And so when I actually slowly began to like just learn more about the world and just become conscious, you know, I really sort of saw these two paths in front of me. You know, I saw this one path of I could just sort of keep keep doing the bare minimum, just sort of keep trying to slide by, not trying to do anything new or challenge myself. And then, you know, I also knew that like in 10 years, if I don't tackle this problem, it's going to get much worse. And, you know, we all know the, you know, the effects that, um, you know, things like loneliness can come from people being socially anxious uh, and whatnot. Uh, and then I also saw a different sort of path. And big reason why why I sort of maybe saw a good uh, alternative, like kind of an optimistic path I could take was because, um, you know, as I was growing up, I didn't really have any friends. And so one of the things that I ended up doing was going on the Internet, playing a lot of video games early on. You know, I definitely use those as a, um, you know, big sort of distraction, sort of my, uh, you know, my vice. But then also I ended up creating like this six figure business from playing this video game and kind of running a little community around it. When I was like 15, 16, began to make, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So that slowly, you know, that slowly began to sort of get my mind because, you know, I, I really realized that, you know, I never grew up with money. And all of a sudden when I had this money, it still didn't really make a difference in how I felt. And so it was like, you know, I have a ton of money to basically do what I've always sort of wanted to do or, or, um, or you know, sort of act around. But it, it hasn't actually changed. Like I still view myself as a loser. And so and so that that was sort of a big indicator that that like, you know, slowly began to get me to realize that life is not so much about the, you know, the external, uh, you know, obviously the environment and, and, and the external is very important, but a big, you know, sort of area of control that you have that you can really use to help you in the sort of external world is your internal world. And so, you know, once I made the money, I like slowly began to realize, you know, that's like, this is not actually what life is about. And so, you know, I wish I could say I sort of, you know, saw these two paths and I chose the good one. First, I realizing this sort of scared me. I tried to, to delay it. I tried to choose the other path of just doing the bare minimum. And, you know, in, in turn, I definitely felt some real amount of pain that I would probably say is my, you know, low point where I just got in this routine of, you know, just neglecting myself, 
my body, everything really. And there was a point where I, you know, binge ate a lot of, you know, junk food and, and all that crap. And at one point I was over 200 pounds. I, uh, yeah, I was, you know, obese. And, um, and also at that same time began to get pretty depressed. And when that happened, you know, that slowly began to turn into, um, you know, not necessarily, you know, thoughts of suicide, but, you know, trying to get over there. And, you know, ultimately, you know, I just, uh, you know, had a real low point and these two paths became really clear for me. And, you know, I just started thinking about sort of my bigger role into the world of, I know I'm going to die. Might I like as well, just make my time here of use. And then also, you know, slowly realizing that, you know, I'm not a prisoner, you know, of my past because I realized that a big, a big, big issue that I had sort of at a, um, at a deeper level was, you know, I was trying to do all these new things, right? Like, you know, I think everybody tries their best and I was trying to do all these new things in my life, things that, you know, I knew I could have been doing, but I wasn't. And thinking back at it now, the reason why I, I couldn't was because, I kept on looking at my past as, um, you know, just sort of ways that I know how to act and ways that I've stored in my memory. And anything outside of that is almost like a deviation of who I thought I was. And so a big part of this was realizing that all the things in my past happened not to, you know, continuously have me repeat them or just on that same path or living with the consequences of them years after. But using my path and saying, you know, I got here because of all these different things that have happened throughout my life. And, you know, while I'm here, I might as well, you know, try to create something uh, awesome. And it's not a prisoner. It's more of a kind of fuel. And so, so yeah, you know, a lot of different things happened when I was like 18. And, you know, eventually when I was like 19, like a few months after that, I began to learn things. I began to read books. I began to, um, you know, for me, the, the big thing that really got me started on my journey was just looking at trying to lose weight because that was the only physical problem that I could see because, you know, when all of this was happening, I didn't actually know that I was also depressed. I didn't know that I was um, suicidal or sort of at rock bottom. I, again, wasn't conscious of it. And so the thing that really got me was just trying to figure out how to lose weight. And that slowly got me onto learning more about nutrition, you know, not from a, in terms of gaining weight, but in terms of just sort of mental performance and, and mental health. And that, you know, began to give me more energy. And then, you know, when I had more energy, I slowly began to, you know, be able to pick up new different kinds of habits and you know, exercise for the first time in my life and, you know, do, do so many different things like sleep, you know, sleeping well. And then finally, you know, meditation and, and just doing different things that are, are proven to, you know, really just like re, you know, re, you know, rewire or restructure your brain. And yeah, so I've, and I've been on this journey ever since. It's been pretty interesting. Wow. That is so fantastic. What, Mark, that's so insightful. You've, you've just said so many things as you were talking. I just thought there's a million things that I hope the listeners are picking up. Because just like in a couple of, if I can just reflect back at you, what a couple of the things that you've said, and then, you know, kind of just to help people and turn them into almost like tips for people. You said some profound things. One of the things that I heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that you had a level of deep insight into two choices, that you could either stay where you were, where you were kind of hiding from the world, um, had experienced all this bullying and all this racism, and, and you just were kind of happy to be in the back and no one notice you, or you could actually make a difference. And so you recognized with insight that you had a choice, 
and it was and and you chose to live differently and you made a choice to start changing things quite dramatically at a very young age because at 13 and then by 15 you were a tremendous success but at 13 you were already doing incredible things but it's I'm hearing you say throughout that you you know your events and circumstances something I say all the time to people is you cannot control the events and circumstances of your life but you can control your reactions well, your story just totally demonstrated that, how you couldn't control where you lived and what was going on when you were a child, but you actually chose to change how you reacted to that. And the insight you had to see that you could go down this dark path or you could go down the other was very insightful. Then you also spoke about the fact that it took you time. It wasn't like an overnight thing and that you still experienced, you get the, the you had those, a lot of autoimmune issues, which is very common when, you know, 95% of our basically um, illnesses come from our, our, our basically how we are responding to life, lifestyle choices. And you instinctively recognize that you gained the weight and then you chose to deal with the weight. So you just kept doing stuff. You kept realizing it was your reactions. And that's very, very powerful. So based on what I've said now, what would you, what would you say would be some really great tips to help people dealing with so much trauma from childhood, knowing you could go one way and getting almost caught up in that social anxiety? Even you even spoke about the habits of your past, how you were so used to operating in that way, it had become a habit that you almost wanted to go back to that, but you recognized that that was not the way to move forward, that that would hold you in the past and you wanted to move into your future. So you said that so many great things. Could you give maybe four or five tips around how you manage that social anxiety, how you got from where you were there to now? I know you've told your story. I've summarized a little bit. But if you could just think of people in your similar position, everyone's got their own story, but you know, that transformation, what did you do? What could you tell people would be almost like a step one, step two, step three? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love this. So, you know, first, first and foremost, before I begin this, um, you know, what you said of, uh, you know, this took time, right? And so, you know, at the time when it was happening, you know, I did not have 100% clarity on kind of seeing these two paths, but it was sort of a past experience of me doing something, you know, that gave me professional success of, you know, kind of starting that business that sort of, you know, enabled me to see that I just could be a little bit better. And so that was something that just kind of hinted me, you know, sort of poked my curiosity. You know, that's how I slowly, slowly began to get on that path. Sorry to interrupt you. So it's like almost as though the, the one you, you made a choice to actually, well, I'm, I could die, but I could do something positive. And that choice to do something you you took a step or a, like a leap of faith literally you took a step and it was successful and it gave was a springboard into the next step so kind of step by step process mm, yeah absolutely it was definitely step by step and you know when i look back and trying to sort of you know break down um my journey and my steps i would say the first thing that that i slowly slowly began to do and i would even say that this is what sort of enabled me to slowly become conscious of a lot of these problems and and even my own thoughts was you know this sort of curiosity of the truth at first you know this curiosity started on the outside right of you know what's going what's actually going on in the world you know when it when it comes comes to things like you know politics and the government you know bigger kinds of corporations uh, a lot of different people that you know, have power, you know, what is actually, you know, sort of going on in the world. And so that sort of curiosity of the external truth slowly began to move me towards truth on the inside 
of like what you know what who who am I and what am I actually doing here on this earth you know are these different feelings and and thoughts that are coming to me and I'm acting in this way why is this happening and so number one is the truth because you know I think it's so easy to you know lie to yourself and lie to yourself in the traditional sense of you know maybe lying to somebody or lying to somebody about yourself and you know I think a good example of this is you know I remember when I was a kid and I was you know sitting in a classroom and you know the teacher would ask the class a question and I would hear the question and I would I would come up with the answer in my head. And then I would, you know, talk to myself and be like, eh, you know, that's that's probably not the right answer. But I think deep down I knew what the truth was. And so I didn't do that. Uh, and I just sort of kept, you know, my head down. I didn't talk. Um, and I think what begins to happen is when you are living a life where you're not truthful with yourself, you slowly become disassociated with your reality because it's not actually yours. And then some people, you know, wake up when they're 20 or 30 and they're like, wait, what, like, what am I doing? I'm working, I'm working this job. I have like, I'm hanging around these people. Like what's actually going on? Wow. So it's almost like you are sort of standing outside and watching yourself go through the situation and you had to kind of wake up from a dream. <laughs> that's a, Yeah, that's literally the best way I can describe it. Like when I think of my life before it, it literally seems like a, uh, I mean, not a dream, but like more like a sort of a, a nightmare. nightmare. Yeah. A nightmare. Uh, because, yeah. you know, I've, you know, obviously I still have a lot of problems and I'm still going through things, but, you know, I've made so much progress. I don't even, you know, really know like what it feels like to be, um, you know, sort of that version of myself. But, you know, Mark, if I, may, if I may just say one thing at that point, because you've raised another incredibly relevant point, that we never all have made it, that this is the human condition, that you, that you, yeah, they're all dealing with stuff. And the fact that you've actually made those steps and you're so honestly saying that there's still stuff you're working on, that's all of us. That's every human on this planet. None of us have quite made it yet. And I think it's so important with, you know, your focus on mental health, my focus on mental health. It's a message that both of us are trying to tell people is that this is a process and it's okay to feel these emotions, isn't it? I mean, that's how you, you allowed yourself, once you got over that sort of disassociation thing, you started allowing yourself to look at your emotions and explore them. And, 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 and this is what all, it's a human condition. It's that you weren't different. We're all still working on stuff. Mm, yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's important to talk about that because I think it's easy to, um, you know, sort of get caught up in, you know, kind of like the idolization of, of people and of successful people and say, look at them and look at what they're doing. I'm so separate from that. When in reality, you know, they're just literally the same person as you, but they just, you know, took some steps differently and, you know, they may have a different life circumstance. But, you know, I agree. I definitely think that point is um, is very valuable. And so, you know, you know, sort of getting back, you know, what I also realize is that a lot of us don't really want to face the truth because if we've been running away from it for a while, it can be, you know, initially, you know, painful to sort of get in contact with it. A second sort of quote unquote step, or maybe just like a, uh, like a guideline is, um, you know, like this concept of pain. And I realized that, you know, when I was growing up, a lot of the, I think the reasons why, you know, maybe I didn't change was because, you know, I wasn't, you know, I was afraid of that, of that pain or of that unfamiliarity or of that uncertainty. And when I look back to it, you know, I remember, you know, sticking to, you know, in times of pain, sticking to, you know, things that gave me comfort. For me, growing up, I never really got into, you know, drugs or alcohol. But when I look at, you know, sort of my drug of choice, it was definitely food, video games, uh, the internet, things along those lines. And, 
anytime, you know, I think back to it, like, you know, I remember after school, I would like in high school, I would, you know, just go through the drive through and just eat fast food every single day right after school, probably because I was stressed or because I, I was nervous. And so a big part of it for me was just discovering this whole concept of, of pain and, and how do we cope with it. And, you know, a, a big way and like a, a big way that I've discovered is, you know, if you're able to, um, you know, sort of remove your vices. You watch what happens. You know, if you have been living your life that way and you, you know, become conscious of this and you remove your vices and it can be anything, you know, for me, you know, it could have been, you know, it could be Netflix. It could be an actual drug. It could be alcohol. It could be food. It could be hanging out with different kinds of people. It could be TV, you know, whatever it is. Everyone has their own sort of way to escape reality and shut off their brain. And so, you know, if you, if you're able and you remove your vices, you're going to quickly, very quickly seem or, you know, sort of realize this relationship of pain. And if you can, you know, sort of lean into that and, and sort of understand also the consequences of pain, like I had mentioned, I had sort of seen these two paths in front of me. One of them, you know, is if I don't do anything in 10 years from now, I'm going to be in way more pain. My life is going to be way worse. And then it's also about flipping that and saying and sort of, you know, seeking great, um, you know, pleasure, happiness, fulfillment and thinking, man, if I do do this, imagine what's going to happen in 10 years, you know, if I take the right kinds of steps and I actually just go for it. And so that was, that was massive, just sort of one of just sort of, um, you know, beginning to embody the truth and two, you know, understanding how pain works uh, in your body. And in That's your mind. so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. You know, those are the, yeah, no, and I was, I was just going to say, you know, it's a, you know, it's a big, uh, you know, human uh, motivator and even, you know, the, the avoidance of pain in and of itself is uh, a massive, you know, motivator and 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 how us humans work. And a lot of the times we are just we're trying to run away from that. We're trying to seek this sort of temporary comfort, but that almost always comes with you know a longer you know pain. It's either now or or, or never. This episode is brought to you by Vistro. Vistro is the number one plant-based meal delivery service in America. My favorite Vistro meals are the pasta bolognese and veggie pesto pizza. Vistro offers free shipping on all orders. And right now, you can try the six most popular Vistro meals for just $49. Visit tryvistro.com dot com forward slash dr leaf but you can only get that 49 dollar deal at trivistro.com forward slash dr leaf let me tell you about one of my brain boosting hacks it's so hard to find time to sit and read and learn more but there's an incredible app that solves this issue blinkist blinkist takes the best key takeaways the need-to-know information from thousands of non-fiction books and condenses them down into just 15 minutes that you can read or listen to. I love using Blinkist as part of my morning brain building and detoxing routine. Right now, for a limited time, Blinkist has a special offer just for my audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash Dr. Leaf. Try it free for seven days and save 25% off your new subscription. That is incredibly wise. So your two main tips that changed your life was the choice to look at the truth and all of those, all those incredible um, examples you gave. And then secondly was 
not to avoid pain, but to actually deal with the physical and emotional pain and see what it was telling you, which was linked to the true thing. So you'd say those were the two two choices, big choices that you made that started transforming your life. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, probably the, the, the other one is, um, you know, this process of gaining energy, right? So, you know, I was, um, you know, whether it was, uh, you know, junk food or not sleeping and pulling all-nighters or, you know, not drinking any water and just drinking soda and energy drinks or, um, you know, being prescribed different kinds of medication for these different it conditions that I had, but I, you know, I'm not prescribed to any now. All these different things, uh, you know, I think were zapping my energy, and you know, also doing things that I didn't want to do in just my general life too. And so another big process is, you know, gaining energy because, you know, if you really think about it, you know, when you are super tired, you can't actually be sort of the the best version of of yourself. And you know, even if you have a lot of these things that we talk about like, you know, mindset and you know, you you have like, you know, gr- great thoughts and whatnot. Like, you know, that's that's definitely awesome and you know, the the mind is very very powerful in influencing uh, you know, the the body and and back and forth. But you know, to have um, you know, energy in your in your body is so important. And I'm somebody who, you know, didn't grow up with any kind of understanding whatsoever of, you know, you know, food really impacts your your mental health. Um, and so when I discovered this, this really just completely changed the trajectory of everything. And, you know, there was a moment like where I, you know, started eating the right kinds of foods and I felt like my brain turned on for the first time in my life. Exactly. Well, your mind's got to work through your brain. So if your brain doesn't, you know, isn't fed properly, you won't have that energy. Your body will just, and your body just the same thing. So you discovered that energy through making a choice once again to actually change how you were feeding and looking after your brain and your body. That's, yeah, it's like amazing. Probably another thing that happened to me is, you know, when this had happened and when I started eating healthy, I, I sort of immediately uh, lost you know, all the weight that I had gained um, in a pretty short amount of time. And, you know, I remember I had this moment, you know, where I just sort of like looked at the mirror and I remember looking at myself not too long ago, looking like this different person who, you know, looked physically different, who was obese. And then seeing this now because the different steps and because the different you know, books and and things that I began to choose, then honestly, that was probably the first time that I had actually consciously realized that you can improve yourself, that you can develop yourself. Because up to that point, as, as strange as it seems, I never actually understood that, you know, you could develop yourself. I never understood that you could improve yourself because I had always sort of viewed myself as a um, fixed product in this in this bubble, just living his life this way. And so when that happened, that just sort of set a chain reaction off of, you know, me beginning to create the right kinds of systems like habits in my life, like different kinds of routines, like, um, you know, surrounding myself with the right kinds of people that led to me, you know, sort of starting a, uh, a business, which, you know, I believe sort of gave me a, um, you know, sort of a version of accountability, something that, you know, made my responsibilities and roles, you know, something bigger than myself. All this stuff led on and that's how I slowly began to, you know, like start to start this podcast and all these things. And um, and yeah, and so, you know, I one truth, two pain, three energy and probably I'd say four is surrounding yourself in a right system. And five is just understanding what you were just saying not too long ago of understanding that this, that this process is 24 seven. And I realized that when I had already started this journey and I was beginning to you know, meditate and begin to sort of renew my mind, 
I kept on falling into this trap of thinking like, hey, if I meditate for another extra 15 minutes, all of my problems are going to go away and things are going to be awesome. And so like, you know, I've, and I'm still going through it now. I'm just, you know, seeing different things that I'm improving upon, seeing different kinds of patterns that I'm slowly beginning to, you know, become conscious of and eradicate. And so a big part of it is just realizing that it's, it's 24 seven, like the, the game really never ends. And obviously there's a big margin of control that you can have to improve. But understanding that, you know, you are a human, you know, this very complicated organism that is, you know, created to experience the full sort of spectrum of living in this vivid life. Um, and that being part of sort of the, um, the reason for living, I think is very powerful. And so those are sort of the the five different layers, the five different steps that I, you know, really encourage people to check out because I think, uh, you know, everyone has their own version. Not everything will work ever, for everyone, but I sort of think that these um these steps are universal. Not, you know, I've, you know, not just on my life, but in like the almost 300 people now that I've interviewed, you know, ranging from, you know, experts such as yourself and, you know, the, the sort of um, you know, neuroscience world to entrepreneurs to musicians, there's different kinds of people that are, I think, truly successful, not because they have, you know, a certain, um, you know, number in the bank, or they have a certain amount of followers. And these are just things that I've just seen, just not my, just myself, but in a lot of these journeys, a lot of these stories that I hear from people who are very fulfilled. So that's what I would say. Oh, that's brilliant. Okay, stay those steps again. Yeah, absolutely. So number one is you need to begin to seek towards the truth of what really matters in your life. And, you know, you can begin by doing that maybe externally in the world first, if it's easier, and then slowly into your own life. And, you know, I didn't mention this, but human thoughts are so, uh, you know, transient. It's so easy. It's so easy to lie to yourself and then sort of throw it in the back of your brain to not think about it. And, you know, a good way that I've sort of gained clarity over this is just by, you know, writing, just writing letters to myself, writing in my journal, because when you can see your thoughts on paper, it just completely changes the dynamic in which you interact with them in, in the world and your own brain. And it really enables you to, um, you know, slowly become sort of an architect of your own thoughts. So for truth, definitely, you know, meditation is massive and journaling. Uh, number two, understanding pain sort of learning of what comforts you, what are you using now as sort of your quote unquote drug of choice. See if you can, you know, begin to um, not use it. Uh, and, you know, you're going to quickly see what happens uh, with this dynamic of pain. And you're going to need to learn how to cope with this pain at a deep level of maybe why you existentially uh, have pain and then, you know, begin to learn with it on a daily way that is healthy. Uh, number three is the process of gaining energy and removing what takes away energy from you. And by really focusing in on, you know, not just what foods you can eliminate or, or you know, trying to not eat junk food or not trying to eat this, this and that and trying to, you know, jump the gun quickly. But, you know, I think the sort of thing that I've seen to work a lot is just trying to add things in, in general. Like if you can, you know, try to add, you know, different kinds of vegetables to your food, um, you know, you're slowly going to, you know, get signals from your body that it says, hey, you know, we don't need to eat that chocolate chip cookie or, you know, whatever it is all the time. Number four 
is putting yourself in some kind of a system, whether that is a good a good group of friends that can keep you accountable, or you know your own version of it, like I did, starting a um you know a, a business, starting an organization. It could be you know a, a family if you have those other three things down first. Um, and then number five is just understanding that the entire you know, our existence is 24 seven. It doesn't matter if you are, um, you know, maybe some kind of, uh, like some kind of a monk or some kind of like, you know, ultra spiritual person, everyone has problems. And that's, this is just the way that our existence is. And, you know, I heard this quote once and it was, um, something along the lines of, you know, we, you have all the problems you need for your ego to exist in the world. And really just realizing that this is, you know, just a set of challenges in one, you know, big marathon that we're all sort of running together. Um, and so, yeah, those five are uh, are good places to start. Beautifully put, absolutely beautifully put. And, you know, when we were talking, when you, as you were talking, you, you, you were using your mind and you've, you've basically outlined that every single thing, all your fa- five major steps that you've just outlined or steps, tips, whatever you want to call them to the transformation in your life and the ongoing transformation, it has ended. You're still in the process. Those are all mind-driven. You've changed the way you're thinking, feeling, and choosing about things. And, you know, I was very pleased that you brought up about the writing and those things as well and the fact that it's an ongoing process. I don't, don't know if you remember when you interviewed me and we spoke about the whole mind-brain connection. Um, I developed this app called Switch and how you've actually, the third step is writing. And, you know, it, it, it follows after the mind process of where you've actually got to first admit that you've got this thing going on and start analyzing this and write this down and see where it's going to go and then move in a direction that you're actually active and you basically that this is this is really fantastic that you've actually put this into action in your own life which is really wonderful okay so the next couple of questions I have you've actually touched on so I'm going to just kind of throw them out there very briefly and and, and I want to link them into also, and your entrepreneurial entrepreneurship skills, because you are a major entrepreneur. And as an entrepreneur, it was now this incredible energy you have, it's easy to burn out. Have you experienced burnout? If so, how have you managed it? Oh, man, this is such a great question. I, I really believe that, you know, since, you know, entrepreneurship is, is now possible to a lot of people uh, in our world today, which is amazing, which is fantastic. You know, I think a big reason why people become entrepreneurs is because they're really just trying to figure out their own, you know, purpose and 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 mental health. You know, honestly, you know, I wasn't conscious uh, of a lot of you know these things that I told you until I sort of till I sort of started um you know my business and I realized it's like, hey, wait, I'm sort of falling into the same trap that I used to fall in. And the reason why I'm actually doing this is not to necessarily you know even have a business or, or, or make money or, you know, be able to do things. Uh, but it's simply sort of the vehicle in which I'm trying to better myself as a person. Um, and so, so you had to get quite, you had to get quite deep there. You had to get quite introspective and start digging into what you had in your non-conscious mind and kind of fix that up, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely. And there were so, honestly, there were so many different times where on my sort of entrepreneurial journey where I had to stop and just completely rethink things. Like for example, you know, I remember, um, before I started my podcast, um, there were just, you know, I was facing a lot of different um, problems. And, you know, I guess you could call it burnout because, you know, a lot of these problems were my responsibility. And, you know, I sort of had this moment where I just, um, you know, kind of not necessarily took some time off, but I just began to um, just sort of spend, you know, more time on, you know, in sort of the uh, the quote unquote self-care uh, department. And I really realized that, you know, 
the reason why I can't figure out these problems is because I've just never had them before. I need I need to find solutions from other people that have sort of gone through these. And so that was a moment where that was a moment where I realized, you know, wow, like I I can't do this by myself. I need other people with me on my team, different kinds of mentors. That was a big one. And another one was, you know, this this happened last year where in my business, you know, I was experiencing um, you know, a lot of, you know, success. And, you know, in turn, when that happens, I think it's really easy to just sort of uh, focus more time on work, you know, focus more time on a computer online, you know, spend more time indoors. And, uh, you know, there was this, you know, there was this day where I was just eating lunch and, you know, I was eating it. And all of a sudden I just felt my stomach just really, really hurt. And, you know, I was just sort of thinking about it. I was like, you know, why did that happen? And, you know, I was eating the same thing. And so I knew it wasn't, you know, necessarily the food. And I just began to look at my schedule and I just began to actually just look at it on my phone of what I was doing. And I realized that in the height of sort of my business, one thing that I had taken out, you know, and it was uh, a decent amount of sort of those things that I was doing by myself, self-care, like, you know, in the middle of the day, going for a walk in the woods, you know, I stopped doing that. And so that was another moment where I was like, huh, okay, so just because, you know, I've been working on a lot of these habits of mine, but yeah, when things get, you know, really, you know, things really pick up and you put it on the back burner. Yeah, you slip back into those those things of how you were on your own as a child and almost like got lonely and you didn't realize that you'd gone back into a loneliness pattern again and you had to get that under control. That's fantastic. So you got back into walking in the woods and reconnecting with people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and, uh, you know, and then honestly, probably the, the, uh, the last thing that I'll say is, you know, obviously, other than, you know, sort of taking a break, uh, changing up your environment to sort of get a new perspective, sometimes, uh, you know, something that I do, when I feel like I'm kind of stuck, and I like, I don't know what to do is literally go create something, whether it's something that I'm really passionate about, or whether it's just sort of a like a side hobby. For example, like for me, it slowly began to uh, go from making like these, uh, like these motivational storytelling videos to uh, making different kinds of music. And so for me, sometimes when I'm stuck, I'll sort of just go into this different, just this different field that, you know, has nothing to do with my professional life, has really nothing to do with my personal life, and just begin working on that and trying to create something in that field. And when I do that, I sort sort of slowly begin to gain clarity over my thoughts. And, you know, I slowly start to, you know, build momentum through in a very small way of, hey, I just created something awesome. And then that, you know, begins to branch out into other areas of my life where I can begin to take things step by step uh, in order to build back that uh, momentum. But those are definitely some things that have helped me. Oh, that's incredible. Well, you've pretty much, you've done such an amazing job touching on so many of the questions that I was going to ask you've covered. And I I thought this would be the case, loneliness, rejection, dealing with these things, ways you've managed your own mental health. You've just, you've just been a a wealth of information mark and we definitely need to have you on the show again i would love to have you back so we can dive a little deeper into a lot more stuff (laughs) there's just so many great things that you have to say and and i love the fact that you were so vulnerable and honest thank you so much is there mark how would we how can people find out more about you your podcast your work i mean i know it's humans 2.0 but can you just share a little bit more and then we'll put all that in the show notes as well yeah absolutely so you know people can check me out probably the most active platforms if you want to um reach out to me are probably linkedin and uh and instagram and you know it's just my name mark metry m-a-r-k-m-e-t-r-y definitely check out the humans 2.0 podcast anytime you you listen to podcasts you have to listen to the one that that we did 
um, together. Definitely people have to check that out. Yeah, I believe it was 268. Um, and, um, and yeah, and if, you know, if you reach out, please tell me that you came from, uh, from Dr. Leaf. And uh, thank you so much for having me on your show. This is fantastic. It's like one of the best interviews I've ever had. <laughs> oh, wow. That's such a compliment coming from you. Well, I just think you're incredible and you've inspired me and I know you've inspired the listeners and you just you just handled um, the way you've just described what so many people battle with and given such practical tips and such tremendous insight is, is really, really wonderful. So I want to thank you for doing that. I want to thank you for your honesty, your vulnerability and your very generous guidance to help people with a very real story. So thank you so much. And we definitely have to do this again. That is for sure. So thank you so much, Mark. Thank you for joining us. This is fantastic, and likewise. I hope you found today's podcast interesting and helpful. If you want more tips and help with managing anxiety, depression, and mental health, be sure to visit my website at drleaf.com and to sign up for my weekly newsletter, where I also include a schedule of my speaking events and so much more. And follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just look for Dr. Caroline Leaf. Also, I love seeing all your posts on social media about this podcast. I love seeing what resonates with you and what you've learned. So be sure to continue posting and tagging me and letting me know what you think and how these tips worked out for you. And don't forget, leave a review and keep spreading the word about this podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I really hope you learned something new and helpful. Till then, I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf. This podcast represents the opinions of myself and my guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions or corrections of errors.